I've spent a lot of time trying to figure out where to start this story. I know that the beginning is probably the right place, but sometimes it takes a lifetime to realize the meaning behind your past. So maybe the best place is not at the beginning of me, but at the awakening of me. The trigger which sent me on an adventure back to Domdi, back to Giselle, and which ultimately led me to writing this book for you. It was 2016 and my wife, Anna, our children Amelia, then four, and Eduardo, then three, and I were at Costa Coffee in Gatwick Airport. We were waiting to catch a plane to Ireland for my 36th birthday. At this point in my life, I had reached amazing career heights. I had a beautiful wife who was also my best friend and two gorgeous children. I thought I was living the dream. It was just like any other of the thousand times we'd been in an airport together. We checked in, dropped the bags, managed to kit through security and then speed walk through duty-free so that Anna wouldn't get distracted by all the things she didn't need. I had a system where I would give Anna an earlier time for a flight so we would always get to the airport well ahead of departure. Oddly, no matter how many times I did this, she never caught on until we arrived at the airport and then she'd get annoyed at me. So with time to kill, we headed off to grab some breakfast. I ordered a green juice and a sausage roll and I got the porridge and we ordered bananas and pastries for the kids. I sat with them as Anna waited to collect her porridge. Eduardo was trying to eat a croissant while Emilia was chatting away to me. And something strange happened. Something I hadn't experienced in a long time. I could see Emilia talking to me, but each word that came out of her mouth was muffled and became harder to hear, until I couldn't hear her at all. I looked at my hands and it didn't feel like my hands anymore. They started shaking. I was suddenly sinking into my chair and a voice that I knew I recognized, but I hadn't heard in ages, whispered in my ear, come. Sweat began to roll down my face and pain started to weave throughout my body. All of a sudden, my legs began to move beyond my control. I'd never had a heart attack before, or a stroke, and I wondered, is this what it feels like? Is this what people experience before they die? I looked up at my two beautiful babies who were staring back at me, and I thought, is this it? Is this all I get with them? How will their life shape without me? How can this be the end? Life had only just started to get interesting and I wasn't ready to say goodbye. I stood up as Anna came back to the table with her breakfast. She was looking at me, confused to why I was getting up, why I was starting to leave without taking a child with me. And that's the kind of thing you do as a parent when you've got more than one child. If you need the toilet, you take a child. You need to go to the post office, you take a child, and so on. But I didn't want to bring one of my children with me to watch me die. And how would I even choose which one to experience that with? I couldn't explain how I felt to Anna, even though she was the one person in my life that I'd always been able to open up to, to share my deepest, most hidden secrets with. I didn't know if I was embarrassed or ashamed. I was the strong leader of our family. I was the one who protected Anna and our children. I was the one who didn't show weakness, and yet that's how I felt right now. I heard the voice again, repeating the same word. Come, but this time more intensely. The pressure was building. I tried to find the words to give some explanation to Anna, but all I managed was, I have to go. I grabbed my phone and bolted out the door of the cafe. I was suddenly in a sea of people, all rushing to get their gates, catch their planes, get on with their lives. Well, for me, it felt like I might be the end of mine. But where was I rushing to? And would these people help me? I started walking very quickly. I saw signs for the men's toilets and I followed them for ages. Have you ever noticed how in airports, 
The signs for the toilets can sometimes be so far away from the actual place that you might as well wait until you're on the plane. I finally found the entrance. I pushed open the half-wood, half-plastic door. Thankfully the room was empty, so I went into the first cubicle and sat down, still sweating, still shaking, with no idea what was going on. I pulled out my phone, but who was I going to call? And what would I say? And why did I leave Anna and the kids? I opened and closed apps at random in an effort to distract myself. I was full on panic mode and I couldn't figure out how to get my mind to settle. I could hear people come into the toilet, talking, laughing, washing their hands. I honed in on the sound of the water flowing from the tap and hitting the sink with a splashing sound. It got louder and the hairs in the back of my neck started to stand up. I looked at the walls of my wooden cubicle, sheltering me from the outside world, and slowly a strange but familiar feeling began to surround me again. I was in an airport toilet, yet I could smell fresh air, and the noise of the water from the tap was now the sound of a river flowing. The airport home was fading into the background and being replaced by the sound of the world I once lived in, a place I'd called home many years ago, a place I'd forgotten. I was no longer in Catwalk Airport. I was back inside Domdi. All the distractions of my adult life had anchored me into the reality and kept me from Domdi, the alternate world I'd spent most of my childhood in, the place that saved my life, the place where I felt connected to something. I couldn't remember when or why I stopped coming to Domdi, but here I was again. 